0: Welcome to the Medit Church Podcast. Today we're starting a brand new series called Mortal Combat. Today's sermon is entitled Chosen. We're going to talk about those that have been chosen by God and marked by God. So sit back and relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. You guys, I have patiently, patiently, patiently wanted to write this series called Mortal Combat. Uh, God have kind of, I'm a unique person. Uh, I was told one time, there's only one Michael Williamson. There's, there's only one unique person, and that's very, very true. And so God gave this to me a long time ago, just kind uh, 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 of not, uh, not this serious, but but a way of doing uh, the gospel, a way of preaching the gospel. Not that I'm better than anybody else, but it's just a unique way. If I can take something and I can and draw out of it and make a good point out of it, then I'm going to do it. You remember when I told you guys last week, shared our story, we're going to cross lines to bring people in, not draw lines to keep people out? I think we just crossed every line. Pastor Michael, you you took the worst thing in the world, and you made a series out of it. That's right. Why? You already find out. (laughs) Because we can. (laughs) But I'm excited about today. We brought in this brand new series called Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Anybody ever played the Mortal Kombat game? Anybody? Anybody? It's okay. I mean, you can share. I have. I know a few of you have uh, I put on Facebook. If you want to be friends with me on Facebook, you guys can friend me uh, there. I'm, I'd be more than happy to add you. Uh, it's just easier for you to find me than it is for me to find you, and you won't get mad at me if I don't add you. If y'all see what I'm saying? See where I'm going? Uh, and, and so, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I, I put up there, have you ever played the Mortal Kombat game? Some of you answer answered, and, and I'm going to tell you guys, I've played this game for years, years. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, this game was designed in the in the early the mid nineteen nineties, and I think the, the I think if my notes are back there on my laptop, and <laughs> it's so rare, so we're reading it today. But um, but in nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety five, they created the Mortal Kombat game, and they made it in a arcade cabinet. Now, for you guys that are older than me, have you ever played at an arcade, went to an arcade, listen for me I've actually been to an arcade before, it's it's really cool, but it's what this game was designed on and for the ones who may not know what Mortal Kombat is, what the particular game is, it's a fighting style game, there's two people on there and they're battling out, they're fighting and it's like a martial arts style of fighting. But these are unique characters that they have in this game, and as you've probably seen from the bumper video, there's got one that looks all frozen, the other one looks like he's got something coming out of his hands, they got magical powers, and uh, you know what? I'm crazy. (laughs) But but that's why we can do what we do. But but we we decided to do this series because I found some interesting things throughout playing this game. They designed the game, and people went crazy back in the day. They went crazy. They said it's too violent. It's too bloody. It's too gory. And for anybody that may have played this game will understand what I mean by that. Now, I did for the purposes sake of, uh, you know, for the uh, church world, we did take a lot of that graphical stuff out of our bumper video. But back then they decided, they took all the reviews and they took it in and they went back to the meeting board and the guys there said, hey, we're coming out with Mortal Kombat number two. And so they took all the information in, absorbed its violence. There's death, there's blood, there's guts, there's glory, it's crazy. And these guys decided they made game number two. They were going to make it even more violence. They were going to make it even more gorier. They took a chance. They took a risk. And when they took that risk, man, they made one of the best fighting games, in my opinion, that there ever was. So there was another game called Street Fighters that, you know, they they got lost somewhere. <laughs> man, y'all played that too? Man, that's great. At least I'm not the only one that I feel like I'm in my own little gaming world over here right now. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> but. But the way the game works is in the history of the game, and maybe you watched the new movie that was released uh, last year or earlier in this year. I, I, my dates running again. I think it's earlier in this year, and I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I recommend that. It's got a lot of blood, guts, and violence, and so I don't recommend watching it unless you're just that type of person and you're like me, you like cool stuff. But um, but I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And as I'm watching this new movie, I'm like, man, I remember this from the game. <laughs> I remember, man. I remember watching this, and it was funny because because I had bought one of the other games before the movie had come out, and was playing it. And Daddy or Ariel's like or Lily was like, "Daddy, they're in your game." Some of you may know some of the words from the game: "Finish him, flawless victory," and probably the most famous one is "Get over here." Anybody? Anybody? anybody Okay, <laughs> online campus. Do y'all ever play Mortal Kombat? I thought you guys this morning. How are y'all? Y'all look so pretty on y'all drowned, little screen there. Anyway, but God began to speak to me when I was watching this movie. And what's ironic is in the first movie is the, the movie it shows a marking on their skin of saying that they have been chosen. And so the way this works is, is basically there's different rams, and uh, what happens is they're all fighting in this big tournament uh, that comes around every so often and if you beat a, a certain ram, you take over their, their, their particular realm and, and all this cool stuff and, and so they battle it out. But what's ironic is they were marked. They were chosen. The fighters were chosen. And today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about being chosen. So today's sermon's titled, Chosen. And so, and so how in the world, Pastor Michael, are you going to tie Mortal combat into the Bible? Now, I ain't going to be talking about no fighting and blood and goring and finishing him and, and taking him out. But I want to take some time to talk to you guys just a little bit about a couple of individuals in the Bible that were chosen to do great things. We all have been chosen by God. We all are sons and daughters of God. You want me to tell you what's really cool about this series? is our praise and worship director, Fernando. He's awesome. He picks all of our music, and I let him pray. I have no idea what he's singing until I get here on Sunday mornings. Why? Because I want it to be spirit-filled. I don't want to be involved in what they're doing. I just kind of let them feel it. The only thing he knows about this sermon series are the titles. He has no idea what I'm going to be talking about you guys, I apologize, you won't have any sermon notes or anything like that this morning. Y'all please forgive me. But what's really amazing, trying to get to my notes here, I'm sorry. It is, he sung that song this morning, Sons and Daughters, because we all are sons and daughters of Christ. We all have been chosen by God to be his sons and his daughters. Now, all of us ain't chosen to be necessarily get up here and preach the gospel on a stage and hold a microphone and be on a live stream and being going out to the world. Everybody that stopped their cup of tea. Anybody that stopped their cup of tea want to come do it? Toss, <laughs> like, uh-uh. I asked Tasha to do PhD a few uh, months ago and she's like, I really got to do it. I'm like, I really got you to do it. I need you to do it. <laughs> it's, really? I'm like, Yes. I need you to do it. She's like, But I don't speak. But there's a couple of people in the Bible that were chosen to do great things. But I do want to share that God wants you to share your story. Share the story that you have. It's like we talked about in the last sermon series because we all have a story to tell. But let's go back to Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter 7. Let's look at some things that's going on. There's a man, by the, uh, there's a man in the Bible named Noah. Noah. And if you guys have been to church, uh, a church going, most of you guys may know who Noah is. But if you don't know who Noah is, that's okay. We're going to tell you who Noah is. Noah was a a man that that loved God. And it tells us in the Bible that that Noah, you know, they couldn't find any problems with God, or he couldn't find any problems with Noah. Noah was like one of those, uh, everybody kind of looked up to and wanted to be kind of Noah, didn't do anything wrong, kind of helped everybody out. He was just that overall well-liked guy. But what was going on in this particular time in Scripture, well, Pastor Michael, we only we only seven chapters in through the book. Seven chapters in. So Adam and Eve were created in chapter two there. World was created in chapter one. There's a lot going on. So let's fast forward to, to chapter seven in Genesis. What was happening was there's a lot of bad things going on. A lot of bad issues. Hatred, immortality, all these just evil, ugly, bad things. And the Lord said to Noah, I think I was talking about verse 6 here. I'm sorry, or chapter 6, one of those bad things are going on. But God goes to Noah. He's like, man, some things are happening. Some bad things are happening in this world. I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to take everybody out. I'm done with it. He had had already had Adam and Eve. He created Adam and Eve, told them off to eat all the fruit on the tree. And he said, Don't be eating all the fruit. You can take anything you want, just don't eat off of this one. And they decided to eat off that one because they say they were tricked, but either way, they were told they couldn't eat off of it. And God's like, Hey, I'm going to give them a chance to redeem themselves. And and, and then get throughout history and Here we are with the people around Noah, and they still acting up. Still acting bad. Did you guys know that the first murder in the Bible was done by a rock? Man, it's pretty bad. But these people were doing bad things. And so God's like, hey, listen, I'm done with it. Parents, let me ask you something, parents. Robbie, Jamie, gonna ask you something. Poor Drew. I hope he's watching. But you ever been so mad at Drew? You've told him over and 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 over. And over, and he keeps doing dumb stuff. And you keep telling him over and over and over. If you ever just want to say, I'm going to take you out, boy. You ever say that? Let me tell you about my mom and daddy. Let me tell you what happened to him. When me and my brother were a kid, he'd tell me all the time, boy, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm about to kill your honey. I'll just be transparent with you. There's been times with my daughters, I'm like, look, and y'all, just, y'all need to walk away. It's about to get really ugly for y'all. It's about to get bad. Just walk away. <laughs> and that's what was happening with, here with God. He was frustrated. He was done with it. Parents should have just been done. Been done. Whew. My God, preach, preach. He's going. <laughs> we're going to start revival. Just talking about the kids not listening. Us getting frustrated. Pastor Michael, we're giving life, man. Listen, your pastor does with the same thing. I got two daughters. I don't know if God blessed me or cursed me. But he couldn't give me more than I can handle. And I pray every day. I say, God, you ain't give me strength. You ain't give me guidance. You ain't give me peace. You once that got kids, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) The ones that don't have kids, listen. I pray that you'll understand one day what we're talking about. Maybe you have nieces and nephews and you'll understand what I'm talking about. They were doing bad things he I'm going to take him out. But he saw Noah and his family. And this is where grace started taking place. And he looked at Noah and his family. He's like, listen, I can't take Noah out. He ain't done nothing wrong. He's over here. He's doing mind his own business. He's planting his flowers. He's taking care of his house, his kids, his family. He's doing the right things. I can't take him out. So he goes to Noah, and he tells Noah what's going down. He said, Noah, I need you to do something for me. This is what's getting ready to happen. I'm going to take out the world but because of you, and I've chosen you and your family because I'm showing you favor. I'm going to protect you, and I'm going to save you, but I need you to do something. So he called Noah, and he chose Noah because of the, the life that he was living. See, God's going to call us in the moments in the life based on how we're living. God's going to call you to do great and mighty works. And, and, and And here's what Noah was doing. He looked at God and God's like, hey Noah, I want you to build an ark. And I believe the first thing Noah goes is, what's an ark? God, I'm not qualified to build what you're asking me to do. They'd be like, God coming to me like, Pastor Michael, listen, I need you to build Anything, <laughs> not the stage. This is the death of me. <laughs> but, but that's, but because I, I wasn't qualified. Uh, uh-uh. uh y'all talking? I know what plum is. Anybody know what plum is? Means the word "plum" in construction. That means everything's square. I learned that from a guy. They ain't nothing plum about this building, y'all. <laughs> nothing, especially the stage. It's the building's fault. <laughs> but God called Noah. And he said, hey, I want you to build this ark. But God, I don't know how to build an ark. I don't even know what an ark is. I'm doing good to know what a hammer is. (laughs) But he says, I'm going to give you the plans. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to help you through it. Thank God that when we answer the call, he gives us the guidelines. He gives us the instructions that we need. Because if it wasn't been for him, when he called us to do this, I would have been so in left field. We'd have been so lost in what we were trying to do. But he called Noah. And he tells Noah, "Hey, what's going to happen is you're going to build an ark." He said, "And it's going to rain for forty days and forty nights." Now, y'all to picture something with me. <laughs> Your neighbor comes to you right now and says, "Hey, I'm going to build something that you ain't never even heard of," and they're going to say, "Hey, it's going to rain for forty days and forty nights." What's the first thing all of us are going to do? I mean, just just be real. Noah, what do you mean you got to build an ark and it's going to rain for 40 minutes? Noah, what are you talking about, man? You're crazy. Guys, I'm going to tell you, your biggest discouragement is from the people that are around you. The people you think are going to support you the most are going to be the very ones that are going to be your biggest discouragements. I'm going to tell you here at Bandit Church, we're going to give you life. We're going to breathe life back into you. We believe in being in a life-giving message. But I want to tell you, when people start speaking to you and saying, hey, you're not qualified, you're not good enough, you might just be a little bit crazy. But if you're called by God, it doesn't matter how crazy it sounds. Follow through and do it. You know what sounds crazy? You doing a Mortal Kombat series at a church. <laughs> that's crazy, but you know why I did it because God called me. God gave me the necessary tools. You know how many notes I got up here? None. I got a phone that's got scripture on it. but Noah was called by God. I'm going to give you the plans, and people thought Noah was crazy, but Noah built the ark. And then God commanded him to, to go out, and how He chose him to, to because He knew he, he knew, and why He did it, because He knew that Noah would go and do it. And so, and so Noah built the ark like God commanded him to, and chose him to do. And then, and then God come back to him and said, "Hey, I need you to go, and I need you to pick two of every animal, seven unclean and seven clean." I'm getting some deep stuff here, so, so let, me, let me not confuse you here because some people want to believe they, was two, they went in two by two. There was two of every animal. Well, technically, yes, that was right. There were two male, there were two male, female, and there were seven of them. We'll go over that another day. But for today's purposes and time, but the, the, Noah went out and he got the animals. And what's, what's ironic here is I want you guys to know that once Noah gathered all the animals and God told him to get on the boat, get on the ark, God shut the door to the ark. Now I want you to know why this is significant here, why God shut the door. It tells us in chapter seven, verse 16. It says, "And those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God commanded him, and the Lord shut him in." Why is this important? I want you guys to understand, because the human side of us, when the rain began to begin to fall, when the rain started to fall, God knew that Noah would be the type of human like most of us would be when want to open the door back up. See, when God closes one door, quit trying to open it back up. Church, y'all need to hear me. Some of y'all are trying to open up doors that God's already shut and telling you, quit trying to open it. I don't know who he's here that this morning, but you need to know quit trying to open doors that are already been shut. Because when God shut them in, because if, if Noah would have had the ability to open the door, Think about this, the rain, now he ain't so crazy. Now I know it don't sound so crazy, the rain's here, it's falling. Everybody would be born in the boats and it would have probably have been over capacity. It would have probably been crazy, the lions would have probably been eating them, the lions, tigers, the bears, oh my. But God shut them in, and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, there's some more deeper stuff that we'll talk about Noah later on in another series that i do just based on Noah. But just because it rained for 40 days and 40 nights and flooded all the earth and destroyed everybody in it, God still showed favor to Noah and his family. But the rain and stuff had to secede. It had that water had to go. Anybody ever seen a flood? It takes time for the water to go down. So we don't know how long Noah was actually on the boat, but I'm going to do a study on it. Some good stuff, y'all. It's coming. We'll do it on PhD night. But God chose Noah because he knew that he would follow the call. He knew it. And I know that some people are on the board, they're like, hey, how can I be called by God? Because God knows you're going to do exactly what he's commanded you to do. Now, the flip to this is there's another man in the Bible I want to discuss really quick. There's another man that was called by God to do great things, and he decided that he was going to do a little bit of his own thing instead. So let's look at Jonah here. Jonah in the Bible was called by God. He was called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was called to, to preach the good news. Hey, share the good news. Share what's going on. And so let's look at Jonah 1 uh, <laughs> and 1. And, and, and it says, now word now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and call them out against, and call out against it for all the evil that they were doing. There's a lot of these two stories here that are matching up. There's a lot of evil junk going on. It's a lot of stuff. But Jonah here, Jonah called by God, decided or had to make a decision. I can go over there. I can call these people out. They're doing bad stuff. They're doing some bad ooga booga booga junk we don't need to be involved in. Or I can go the other way. I'll go hide from God. I'll I'll go over here. Won't nobody know I'm missing. I just just escape out. Won't Won't nobody know I'm gone. When God calls us, And and I believe he's called each and every one of us to do something in ministry. And again, I'm not saying it's to hold a microphone and and preach, but maybe it's just as simple as sharing your story. Because when we start talking and we start sharing with one another what's happening in our life, what God's done in our life, we connect more than we really truly know. But, But Jonah here, he was like us. We had to make a choice when God called. Do we run or do we go? So Jonah's like, man, listen, I ain't doing it. And again, if you know the story of Jonah, if you don't, we're going to tell you here in just a second. Is he said, I'm not going. I ain't going to this evil city. Now, I know if I go, people are going to look at me. They're going to think I'm cray-cray. They're going to think I am I'm lost my mind going over here. They even, I don't want to be associated with that I don't want to be a part of what's happening over there. I might get a bad rap. It's all true. It's all biblical and all scripture here. But Jonah's like, uh, I'm going over here. I'm going somewhere else. So he finds a boat. Some sailors are on. He's like, hey, man, can I ride with y'all? I want to go. He's like, where do you want to go? As far as Nineveh as I can get. I don't go over there. I do to go somewhere else. So that's what he did. He got on the boat. Online campus, he got on the boat. Y'all comment, he got on the boat. And, and so he got he, when he got on the boat, they set out, and the storm came, got rocky. See, I want y'all guys to understand something. Somebody told me we've been talking this week. We've had a lot going on between last week and this week with people in our church, and and, and we had a lot of and we're praying for them. We have some family things, sickness, a lot of sickness going on. And I was out eating, and and, and somebody says hey, it's not, not the family, it's somebody else, <laughs> sorry. i don't make sure they don't get mad at me because I mix their stories up with someone. But anyway, I was out eating with a couple. It's like, man, I've been dealing with this. They said they'd listened to a sermon that I'd done about Jonah. They said that you said that, that God's sending a wake-up call. God will send things our way to get our attention. And it's what he did with Jonah. He, when when they, they, they sent the storm, the storm was coming. Hey, there's something going on, guys. So they they identified there's a problem. There's something, there's an issue here. Well, it wasn't none of this happening before. Now there's a problem. What's the problem? Jonah, what's the problem? He got on the boat. He's running for Nineveh. But, but this guy's like, hey, I heard you preach this. I heard you speak it. God's got my attention. He's like, man, he said, God's got my attention. What else am I supposed to do? Maybe God's got your attention, but are you listening to what he's trying to tell you? Y'all hear what I'm trying to say? Is God's got your attention? Are you listening to what he's told you to do? Sometimes we decide we want to do our own things. Pastor Michael, he's got my attention, but I don't know what what else I need to do. I'm, I'm trying to listen. Listen, pray, and focus. Keep your eyes fixed on God. See, Jonah was called. Go out, go to Nineveh. I chose you to go, and I picked you because I know that you have the ability to do it. See, you may not feel qualified, but when you're called by God, you're qualified to do whatever he's asked you to do. So Jonah, Jonah got cast over. and He got swallowed up by the big, uh, the big fish. It says in the Bible. We're assuming that, based on uh, the physics, it was a whale. That's why you always hear Jonah in the well. But as one of our teenagers pointed out to me back when I was a pastor, he didn't say a whale. Well, it was a fish. Okay, this really happened, y'all. Jamie was there. I'm so mad. Anyway, big fish in the Bible is what it says. Well, so we'll stick with scripture. Assumably a whale. But it swallowed up. And he was in the belly of the whale for three days, three nights. I don't know about y'all. I don't know what a whale smells like. But I've been in some aquariums. Not so great. And he was in the belly. Woo. I walk into some Harris Teeters where they got the fresh food and like the fish and stuff. And you go, man, it smells fishy in here. <laughs> and they're like, I mean, I'm just being real. I mean, think about this. Let's just be real. We're here, man, at church. We're real. But God chose and decided to give Jonah an opportunity to reconsider. Maybe that's you today. Maybe God's got your attention. And he's want you to listen to exactly what he's called you to do or what he's trying to get you to understand. Maybe if you've listened you're like, "Oh, I'm trying to go the other way like Jonah." Maybe that's what you're maybe that's the moment you're in. Maybe that's it. But I want you to turn back. And God's giving you the opportunity to turn back. And so he tells us, it goes on and says that that Jonah gets spit up on the, 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 the shore there and he goes on to Nineveh and he does God's great work. I'm gonna close with this. We all, again, have been chosen by God. God loves each and every one of us. God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross so we can have everlasting life. Pastor Michael, how do you do what you do? Because I'm called by God. Online camp, I want y'all to see something. Look, look, y'all see this? There ain't a note one up here. Why can we do what we do? Because when we listen to the words of God and we feel and we do what God tells us to do, we let the flourish flow through us. I don't have special powers. I don't have, I'm not like these Mortal Kombat, the characters that got all these little different special effects and special things that come out of their hands and, and things, but I have the power of God that flows through me that we can do great and mighty things. Why am I sharing this with you is because I want you guys to understand that we love God. We've seen things throughout the course of our ministry, and I've been in ministry a very long time. I've seen things in my very, my very own eyes. That song, Too Good Not To Believe, I'm going to tell you guys that's a, a true testimony to my life because I've seen things that are too good not to believe. And I want you guys to know today you may be on the fence. Hey, I feel like God's called me to do this. I feel like God's telling me to do this. Maybe God's got your attention. And I want to encourage you today to listen to what God's trying to speak into your life. Because when you when he speaks and you listen and you keep your eyes fixed on him, guess what? You're going to do amazing things. And what I mean by amazing things, I'm not saying, hey, look at what I did. Hey, I started the church in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. We've seen people get saved. That's not what—that's what thats what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the glorifying of me. I'm saying that you're going to have the opportunity to glorify what God's doing in your life. Because when you follow through what he's called you to do, he's going to make a way for his word and his message to be heard. And that's my prayer. And it's going to be my prayer here in just a moment for all you guys. Is that God will reveal just what he's called each of us to do. Because you have been chosen. You guys don't mind if you'll stand with me this morning let's pray God I want to thank you so much for this day Lord I want to thank you for each individual that's in here God God that's on our online campus Lord I want to pray over them today God you have called us you have chosen us Lord we may be like Noah God God, we're, we're just that overall round person God but God we feel unqualified Lord just let us be a reminder today that God if you have called us you're the very one that says that we're just qualified and you're going to qualify those that are called And God, maybe we're like Jonah. God, and we're there and we know that you've called us. You know that you've taught us to do certain things in our life. And God, maybe we're just right there. And we're decided that we're going to run a different way. God, I want to pray that you will put us back on track. Just like when you gave Jonah another opportunity in the well, Lord. God, maybe let's be right there in that moment, Lord. Let us make that decision to say, God, I'm going to follow you. And God, let us take that second opportunity. Lord, somebody don't know you today, let them know all they can do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Help me to always make the right choices and keep me on the right track. Keep my eyes fixed on you when it gets hard. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Church podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.